from the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you're going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Think It Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I'm Kyle Wenzel. And we're excited to have you guys back for another show this week. And I just want to say thank you to all you guys that are out there that are listening. We really, really appreciate it. You guys are so encouraging to us. And if you want to reach the show, our phone number is 248-301-2010. Again, at number is 248-301-2010. You can text that number at any time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It will not bother us. And if you have questions, if you have topic suggestions, anything like that, just go ahead and text us at that phone number. Also, if you want to know a little bit more about me and Kyle or some of the resources we have, definitely go to our website, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. It's thinkingoutloudmedia.com. We also would love to come to your church to do a town hall or just have a discussion on topics ranging from theological things or just, you know, some things we talk about that's, you know, political, like from a Christian perspective. And so any of that stuff, we'd be more than happy to do. And don't forget to rate and review us. Yeah. I do not say this enough. And if if you're like, hey, Kev, you know what, right now, I really can't give to the show, but I really love the show and I want to support you guys. One of the ways you can do that is to rate and review us. And so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Podchaser, any of these places, just go there. If they have a place for you to rate, give us five-star rating and then write a review about how much you love the show. Also, to make sure that you never miss a show when it comes out, you want to follow us. So follow us and subscribe. Yeah. On different platforms, some of it's follow, others it's, you know, it's subscribe, but whatever the case may be, just make sure that you follow and subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And then just want to say thank you to all of our donors. This podcast is 100% listener supported and listener funded. So the reason why you're able to hear us is because there are people just like you that are out there that are giving every single month so this show can be on the air. And I yep. want to tell every single person that is doing that, I, we really appreciate that. And you, yes. might, you might say, Kev, I want to be a part of that. If you want to be a part of that, here's what you do. You can just go to thinkingoutloudmedia.com, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. And you can scroll down on the homepage. You will see a little donut. Uh, about to say it again. Y'all about to say donut, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. Uh, it's morning time right now where we are. So we're, uh, I'm a little hungry. But anyways, it's the donate, donate button <laughs> on our homepage. And it'll take you right to PayPal. You're able to either sign up for monthly donations or you can do a one-time gift to the podcast. We really, really appreciate that. No amount is too small. No amount is too large. We appreciate all of that. And so, yeah, we do appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for being involved in that way. Let's talk about something else that needs to be funded really quick. Let's talk about these. uh, And some of you, some of you are listening to this show and it's the morning and you're driving to work and you're listening to them or you're driving home from work. But in the process, you've probably hit a pothole. Yeah. yeah. Michigan oh my <laughs> And so let's talk about that for just a second because we are I feel like it, you probably would agree, Kevin, but this is the worst this is the worst we've ever seen. Like Michigan's known for its potholes, its high yeah. gas prices, its horrible economy. But the potholes, like I gotta make sure my three year old's strapped in extra tight. You'll lose <laughs> a kid in one of these potholes. <laughs> I used to just spill my coffee. Now you might lose a child. Like yeah. you may go home with one last child. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, if you 
if you're not in Michigan, you may not understand that. But I'm listen, if you're in a cold weather state, you know, whether it's like Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, any of that stuff, let me tell you, man, it is it is insane. I have never in my entire life had a season of potholes that have been this bad ever. Let's explain it this way. I saw, I think it was a meme, but it was like in in Southern states, if you're swerving when you're driving, you're drunk. In Michigan, if you're driving straight, you're drunk. Yeah, because yeah. you're just like if you're not <laughs> if you're not swerving, you're 100% hitting potholes. And if you don't move your car after hitting a pothole, you might be under the influence of something. Right, so. right. That is so true. I mean, it. You know, there are times that I go into and and you lucky some of our listeners that live in some of the warmer states like Georgia and South Carolina and Florida, California, all. You guys don't have to worry about this. You know, you guys are just, you guys are so Good for you. blessed. I can't say lucky because religious people go crazy, but you guys. You might be lucky. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah listen, you're just. Listen, I, I have a car that I chose to keep because of its payments are low, but I have a state that is trying to take my car out. So whether it's the potholes or the gas prices, both of them are trying to take my car out. <laughs> Telling you, man, it's, it's, when you when you got like five or six cars, so <laughs> when you roll it through the street and you got five or six cars in a line on the side of the road, and you go, I am so thankful I missed that pothole because you know darn well you would have hit that pothole and been the next car in line on the side of the road. That's how you know, like it's dangerous. Like people <laughs> have stopped text. If one, if there's one benefit, people don't text and drive anymore. Like yeah. you have to have your hands at the 10 o'clock and two o'clock and you have to have both <laughs> eyes scanning the road. Yes. Yeah. Guys, Ooh. he is not joking. You like, don't have time to text. You can't. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you don't. <laughs> hey, but what does this say about humanity? Texting and driving, you have the possibility of hitting somebody, but you still text and drive. Texting and driving, you have the possibility of hitting a pothole and you put your phone down. <laughs> Hey, listen, there has been been multiple times that on my way to work in the past, I would say couple of months that there has been, and not exaggerating, at least 12 cars on the side of the road. I mean, it's on, it's, it's on our local news for traffic. Literally the police have shut certain parts of the freeway down. Because the potholes are so big. And we're talking about freeways. Yes. We're not talking about side roads. That's what I was telling my wife. I was like, it used to be once you could make it to the freeway, you were safe. You were smooth sailing. I'm like, we're rolling down 275 and there's lineup. And I'm like, stay out of the right lane. Whatever you do, stay out of the right lane. I, I guess for me, I just look at it and I go, how, like, we have bomb. Like, listen, we've got bombs that are smart bombs that can literally go into it, like enter into a building, pretty much gut the inside of it without the whole building falling. But we can't figure out how do we get our roads. No, we can, we can figure it out, Kevin. <laughs> we don't want to go there, but <laughs> well, it, a, listen, okay, the, so Ohio and Michigan have the same winters. Yeah, yeah. Illinois, uh, Chicago. Indiana. None of them have the roads that we have. Let's just put it that way. So there's a science behind, like, especially this, this winter, we went to two extremes. We'd get really warm and then really cold. Yeah. And then really warm and really cold. But it's years in the making of saying we're going to do something and not doing the thing that we said we're going to do. Now yeah. we're starting to see it. <laughs> we got, yeah. Dude, speaking I, of bombs, we got bombs that can't even make the size of holes that these roads have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't know. I Hey, guys, you know what? Pray for us. Pray for our cars. Pray for the gas prices. Pray for everything. We're, we're in Michigan over here. We're, <laughs> we're strong. But, yeah. you know, we're also, like Kyle said, there will be one day it's 60 degrees. So, like, tomorrow it's supposed to be 60 degrees. I mean, there are days when it's negative three or, you know, zero. Or well, put in perspective, sixty degrees. I think today and tomorrow, and then Monday is th- up to three inches of snow. Oh, I didn't know we were getting snow. Yeah, we're getting snow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? So like, just j- Tuesday or Wednesday when that snow melts, more baby eating potholes will be out there. 
My goodness. But that, see, this is what I'm saying. We just, we have extreme weather here. So if you guys are in Florida, God bless you. You know, hey, listen, you know what you could do? You could have your, tell your pastor, tell your somebody, listen, these guys need a break. We're going to, we're going to fly these guys out here to Florida. We're going to have a town hall. We're going to, you know, they're going to speak to the church and talk, you know, whatever it is, whatever topics, we'll come out there. We'll talk. We just need a break. All right. (laughs) So, you know, save us, somebody. Anyways, um, (laughs) that's not our topic today. We just wanted to have a little fun there and bellyache a little bit about our... our, Laugh at our pain. Yeah, laugh at our pain. But we're just talking about something today. I was... uh, Can I I just say something? How many people... Because I have have sciatic problems. I do. How many people do you think hit potholes and throw their sciatic out? Uh, How do you... Wait a minute. Have you had like a back problems? Yeah, but you say... Say that again. Hit a pothole so bad that it throws your sciatic nerve out. Is it? Is it sciatic? I thought it was sciatic. I don't know. <laughs> I just know it hurts. <laughs> I know that my leg goes to sleep. At first, I thought hurts. you said my psychotic or something. I was like, what? Okay. Sciatic, sciatic. Sciatic. Um, but anyways. Right, my bad. Well, okay. Well, anyways, I'm just messing with you. I only mess with him because his wife's a teacher, so I expect him to be at tip top shape when it comes to uh, the oh, words no. that he. <laughs> He uses, oh, and he's no. a public speaker. You know, we. Oh no! Those of us who are public speakers, we, uh, you know, you say it with confidence. That's the only trick with public speaking. You yes. say it with confidence, that and is, they go, "Whoa, that must be a word." Yes, one hundred percent. I've done that many times. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, um, let's. We're going to get to the topic that we're going to talk about today. We like to have a little fun with you guys in the beginning of our show at times, but we're talking about something a little bit more serious. And this is probably something, you know, because this is still kind of the beginning of the year. And so a lot of people start off their year with a renewed focus on their relationship with God, a renewed focus on just being healthier emotionally, spiritually, you know, and and in different ways. And so one of the things that we, and I know I have, both of us being in the ministry get is questions about you know, fasting and prayer and reading your Bible and all that kind of thing. And so today we're going to talk about fasting. You know, what is fasting? Why do we fast? What are the different types of fasting? Where do we see fasting in scripture? And then some practical things when it comes to to fasting. And so we just think this is a topic that will be very helpful to you. And I've I've said this on previous shows, we're going to spend a lot of time this season really on Christian life things to help you to, you know, a lot of times we help you navigate culture from a biblical perspective, but we're going to help you as a Christian, or you, you might not be a Christian. You might be a seeker. You just wonder like, what is all this stuff that Christians do? Like why, what's the why behind it? All of that. We're going to talk about that. uh, A lot of that this season. Yeah. And I think it's important. Some of these are like prayer, reading, fasting, but a lot of the purposes to these can be taught wrong at times too, or, or, so true. or are kind of the teachings out there. And so what we're going to do is bring a biblical perspective to that too, because unfortunately, biblical topics can become unbiblical in the way that we go about them and teach them and, and that kind of stuff. So we just want to make it simple for you to understand the importance. Fasting is an important part of, of our faith. It's an important part of your walk with God, and it's a biblical principle. And so we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, and I it's it's really funny because when you think about kind of the world, the world system and how they what what they tell you is healthy for you to do for self-care. So one of the things yeah. that they say is, you know, intermittent, intermittent fasting, fasting. Yeah. Right? What yeah. you have to understand the things that you hear out in the world, listen, the world is God's. Meditation, med- med- like meditation. Like, yep. where do you think meditation came yes. from? Yes, I was just getting ready to say that. I know, that's why I stole it from you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? yeah just, like a, just like a preacher. Hey, yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. Like, you, when you look at the world and the world system, you have to understand, this world is God's. The concepts, the intelligence, the innovation, all of that stuff comes from God. There is no intelligence. There is no right way of doing things, or this is the healthy way or the way that you should do things to be more healthy. 
if it doesn't come from God. It's, it's, you know, it's almost like you think about Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates, you know, him and a partner of his started Microsoft, right? And so, you know, you look at that and if somebody were to go to Bill Gates and tell him how to run Microsoft or how to run a computer, he wouldn't listen to them. Why? Because he was the creator. He knows what his intent was, right? And so he knows if you're using it wrong or if you're using the software wrong. Well, it's the same thing with us as Christians, right? God created our bodies. He created the universe. He knows how things should operate. And he knows how, you know, how you're going to be healthier and be a better you, right? And so things like fasting, we hear about intermittent fasting, right? And we say, oh, that's so good for you. That's a biblical concept. As Kyle yeah. said, meditation. Where do you think meditation came from? It's originally from scripture. He talks about meditating on the word of God, right? The same thing with just, you know, sitting in silence. You know, they'll talk about, you know, just, you know, why don't you just sit in silence and, and, and just, you know, relax your mind and all of these type of things that it, it, it talks about. You find your rest in Christ, right? And so these are things that are all biblical concepts. And so fasting is one of them. So Kyle, what, let, let's just talk to the listeners a little bit about what is fasting specifically? Like, what, what is that? Yeah, so, so fasting specifically, and the way that we even see it in the Bible is, is really not eating for a chosen period of time. And now there's a purpose to it. So like in the intermittent fasting, we do this because we want physical health. Yeah. But the Bible really teaches it. it it's physical health. Fasting is physical health. But when you're not eating for a chosen period of time, what happens is, is your body's hungry. And so the purpose of it is, is not to focus on the suffering part of it, but that the suffering part of it reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing. So not eating for a chosen period of time in order to focus on God. Yeah. And really, to go a step further, in order to focus on what you're bringing to God as a priority, I guess mm-hmm. is how, how I would answer it. And so, again, using your hunger, using the suffering in that. Because listen, when you're only eating like intermittent fasting eight hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're fasting 16 hours, you're hungry, your stomach hurts a little bit. And so you remind yourself, I'm doing this for physical fitness. But when it comes to fasting, technically it's not, <laughs> if you're doing a full fast, you're not eating right. for the whole day. And so it reminds you of what you are going to God in prayer for. Yeah. And it's, it's such a part, you know, this guys, this is a spiritual discipline. And I, I don't think it's talked about enough. I know there are some circles, there are some churches where they fast, you know, like every January and they do the Daniel fast. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But yeah, you know, but in outside of that, having the spiritual discipline of fasting is just not something that's really talked about. And I think as our, as you know, our culture gets kind of younger and younger. You, you think about the, the culture that's, that's here now, you know, Generation X. Isn't that the one we're in right now? Kyle, you're the youth pastor, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Generation X, you know, how much do they really know about fasting, right? I mean, right. I would, I know that from my parents, my grandparents, you know, and even when I was growing up fasting and different things like that. But does this generation really understand beyond the worldly way of fasting and intermittent fasting for, you know, your health, do they understand what fasting is and what it does for their spiritual life? And so I think that's really important. And I think if you're out there and you are a youth pastor or you're a senior pastor or any, I think it's really important for people to understand that. And, and so that's one of the reasons why we're doing it today. So I, I want to kind of go through just a few reasons why you would fast, you know, because somebody, somebody might say, well, what, what's, what's it for? Like, I've only heard because, you know, to lose weight or to do something, you know, like, I just don't understand spiritual fasting. Like, what, yeah. what does that do? One of the reasons you might do it is you desire a deeper relationship with God. Right now, you've got a lot of stuff that's clouding your mind. You've got, you're busy. It seems like you can't find time to really spend with God or, or do some of the things that you feel like that you need to do. And so you des- you just you desire this deeper relationship with God. And it and we'll talk a little bit about like how that gets you closer to God here in a second. But so another one 
is you want to have a heightened sensitivity to the desires yeah. of God, right? You say, well, Kevin, what's that? A heightened sensitivity to the desires of God. You may want to know what God desires out of you, out of your life, you know, just to know God's heart about the situation, you know, you might be facing or just your life in general. And so you may want to do that because you want to have a higher sensitivity to God. Another reason is you want to break away from bondages or things in your life that are holding you back. So it could be addictions, you know, I mean, you could be listening to us and say, hey, I'm, I'm addicted to pornography. Okay, well, you know what? It might be that you need to fast, right? Yeah. Um, you've tried all kinds of stuff, but you can't seem to break it. And it is, that is one of the things that will help you in regards to breaking bondages and things that are holding you back. You might have a food addiction. There's all kinds of things that we have, right? Just because we're Christian, just because we're saved does not mean that we don't struggle in areas, you know, our, you know, so I think we have to think of that. Also, you might be seeking God's will or direction for your life. You, you might be like, man, I just, I'm struggling with understanding God's will. Like, what should I do? You know, what job should I take? Should I go into ministry? Should I be a missionary? Should I, I mean, all of these different things that we have fasting sets you aside to God, right? To really focus on things that's important and the things you really want from God. Yeah. And then I like like that you said that because what I don't, and in the beginning of the show, I said, I think it's taught wrong sometimes because a lot of times when I would want an answer to prayer, I would fast and Mm -hmm. that's fine. I, I should, especially because it's heightened focused on it. But I almost had this belief of, well, if I fast the right way for 21 days, then my prayer is going to be answered. And fasting isn't, it's not like this mechanical way to get our prayers answered. It is a way to focus ourselves on the will of God and what God's going to want. He, he might answer your prayer in those 21 days of fasting, but it may not be the answer you wanted, right? Or, right. or it gives you the focus of what you want. But I like what you just said there, where it's a God-centered purpose, because if you're going to fast the correct way, it has to be God-centered. Otherwise, it's just going to be a, a self-centered, miserable experience. Yes. And I think that's why we're experiencing, even my generation, we don't do it as much because the, the start of the fasting was, I need God to move this way in my life. Well, right there, you're self-centered. You're mm-hmm. trying to manipulate God to give you an answer. Fasting is God's idea, but it's not a way to manipulate God. Yeah, it's just not. And I think sometimes we feel like in order to move God in the way I ne- I want him to move, that I need to put myself through this suffering. Mm-hmm. And that's not at all. He'll honor the the fact that you're you're willing to put yourself aside. But yes. Kev, it, it it really is you putting yourself aside to focus on what God wants. And yes. so it has to be God-centered otherwise you are going to be miserable. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, one of the other reasons why you would fast is just simply because Jesus expects us to. Like it, it, you know, and I think some people think of it and and I don't think they think of the scriptures where even Jesus fasted. And I know we're going to talk about that, but when Jesus fasted, but, you know, God expects us to. It's just part of our spiritual discipline. If you look at Matthew 6 16, it says, when you fast, now this is, this is Jesus talking to the disciples, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. And, and I'm, we're going to break that scripture down in just a few minutes. But notice Jesus said, when you fast, he didn't say, if you fast, or if you decide right. to fast. He just expects that if you are walking with him and you are a Christian, that you are going to fast. And so yep. I would encourage anybody out there, if you, if you haven't ever fasted before for spiritual reasons, I would highly, highly recommend it. You know, my family and I have fasted many times, and then there are seasons that we fast more than others. There are some seasons we don't fast a ton. I, I think we have to be very careful that we don't make it legalistic. 
in that way. But I think it's very important to understand that this should be part of our lives. And so, yeah, no, I mean, it really is. I think when we can go into fasting because of a specific purpose, we know what that purpose is and we're bringing that purpose to God. I think it's healthy. I mean, there are times where you fast for healing, you fast for your spouses, you, sp- you fast for your kids. But really, the reason you can do that as long as you keep it healthy is, is if it's in the confines of really the purpose of this fasting is to strengthen my prayer, to become an intensifier for my prayer life. Mm-hmm. Because when your body does react to the fast, the goal is that it shifts your focus on why it's actually doing that. Yes. And because you're fasting, the shift should motivate you to pray with a focus on God. Yeah. Um, But again, it's not, well, God, I fasted, so you need to heal my wife. No, it's it's got my desires that you heal my wife. But I'm fasting because this is a priority to me, and I'm going to give this to you. It's, It's really, you're physically giving something up because you're spiritually giving something to God as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so... You have to be okay with whatever his answer is in that. It's a, it really is a discipline in all of that. Yeah. Um, if your thought, and I think, again, this is my generation, whenever I've done a fast, even as a teenager, my thought was, how much longer until this is over? Like, yeah. I just got to make it to the 21st day. That's the wrong motive. Absolutely. Your hunger, your hunger needs to serve as a higher purpose in the fast. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Kyle, I want to I talk a little bit about the types of fasts, because I think there are some people who, they're just not sure. They've heard crazy things, like, you know, the only way you can fast truly is if you fast this way or that way, right? Yeah. Um, but there are so many different ways that you can fast, because remember, at the end of the day, fasting is to align your heart yep. with God's heart. It's so whatever gets you there under the umbrella of fasting is fine, right? I I think we, you know, because again, at the end of the day, you could fast for 37 days. But if you're not fasting with the intent of God, of you aligning your heart with God's, it doesn't really matter, right? And so, so I, I look at the types of fasting. So we've got the one that's super popular. In some, in some Christian circles, which is the Daniel fast. We hear, like, what's the Daniel fast? So when we think about the Daniel fast... Uh, I, and I just wanted to say, when we, before we go to like even the specifics, like, there is a such thing as like, you can do a full fast and a partial fast. Right. And, and the, reason you, the reason you struck that with me is like, the Daniel fast, and Kevin's going to get into it, the Daniel fast is really a partial fast. Yes. It's not a full fast. A full fast would be... So if, if we're using food and we're going to get into items and things in a minute, but if we're going to use food, a full fast would be, hey, I'm not eating food or drinking water for 24 hours. Like yeah. that is a full fast. Yep. A partial fast is I'm only eating fruits and vegetables and drinking water you, or, or I'm only going to not eat for eight hours. Or, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there are, again, we don't have to get so like legal minded in all of that. It, You'll find out spiritually like what you need, you need, like Kevin said, in order, whether that's 21 days, 40 days, whether it's a full fast or a partial fast, whatever's going to get that focus to where it needs to be is what you need to do. So sorry, Kevin, I just wanted to kind of lay that out there. No, you're good, man. I, I think we as Christians, guys, I'm telling you, man, I, I think we stumble so much over our own quote unquote rules. Like, it's all like we just get so legalistic about things. And I'm telling you guys, I really believe that's a trick of the enemy where he he tries to trip us up on our own things that are ours. These things are ours. They're not the devil's. They're not the world's. But we we infight with silly things. Right. And so don't don't get into the legalistic trap. Oh, well, I've got to fast this way. And if I don't fast this way, then you know, it's not right. It doesn't count. You know, like all that kind of, you know, God looks at your heart. Right. Well, and you, you have to keep your dietary requirements in check too. Yeah. If you're gonna, diabetic and if you've got, if you've got, don't, don't be doing full fast all on a whim. You, you also have to use wisdom and maybe, maybe that's why partial fast is more necessary for most people. And yeah. So, 
And we're going to, yeah, and I, and yeah, and I want to go over with you guys in a little bit some pitfalls of improper fasting because I think, I think it's very important that we go over that. But so let's talk about the Daniel fast a little bit because these are, this is one that's super popular. You hear about it. There's books written about it, all of that kind of stuff. So the Daniel fast is basically, it's, where is it from? And I, and let's talk a little bit about how we even get, why is it called the Daniel fast? Back in the Old Testament, there was, so we had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these guys were princes in Babylon. And <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's having to, uh, to uh, shake his head, yes, Kevin, you're <laughs> on the right track, brother. Um, you're getting there. You're getting there. Uh, but these are guys that were princes in Babylon, and one of the things that the king wanted to do at that particular time is he wanted them to do this certain food regimen. I mean, he wanted them to eat some of the best meats and foods that you could possibly eat. He wanted to bulk them up and all of these type of things, right? And so they decided that's not what they were going to do, right? Like most of us, you know, if that were us, we'd be like, oh, sweet. I get to eat with the king. I get the best steaks. I get the best, like all of these things, right? But these guys said, you know what? You know, because they followed after uh, they had followed after God, and they were just like, "Look, that's just not what we feel like we should do." And so they, you know, they, you know, got with Daniel, and they began to only eat fruits and vegetables, and they had water, and yeah. I, you know, I assume they probably had some type of a juice at that particular time, but they had no meat, no sweets, no bread, nothing. Like it was the pretty much the exact opposite of what the king wanted them right. to to do, and make a long story short, at, at the end they were stronger, more robust, much more fit than the rest of the people in the kingdom that were eating all the best of foods that the king and wiser and wiser. Yes, so yes. it was again. It was that mental. There's that mental connection to the physical state of the body. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so, so anyway, that's kind of the backstory of where we get the Daniel fast. That's how, that's why it's called the Daniel fast. But so for, so for people who do this, and it's usually, churches usually do it together and they do, it's a 21 day fast yep. and it's no meat, no sweets, no bread. You drink water and juice and you eat fruits and vegetable for that whole 21 days. Right, mm-hmm. which understand that that's not a as Kyle said that is not a full fast because nope. you're still eating something. Yeah, it's a partial fast, but it's still a fast. Yes, absolutely. For for me, it feels like a full fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, for, not. I mean, listen, for me too. I, you know, I used to call it the uh, the dirt fast because uh, <laughs> it's just like. You know, yeah. I might as well just, you know, have dirt, but because I'm not a big vegetable guy. Yeah. And so it's not, you know, I'm all about the, the breads and sweets and I know that's a problem. But anyways, so that's the Daniel fast. All right. Now you can do, and this is now, this personally is my pet fast. I love this, this kind of fast. It's a media fast. Yeah. And those, those that know me, I know you roll your eyes. Cause I always talk, I'm always harping on social media and TV and what you should watch and not watch and all yeah. that good stuff. Right. But this is a fast that people, a lot of people don't even realize you can do. They, they think it has to be food. Here's what you have to understand. You should always fast things that is going to hurt and is going to it's going to cause you to get closer to God, and it's going to pull you furthest away from the world, right? And so you should always fast your vice. So yeah. whatever, whatever it is that's always your vice, it's that go-to thing that you always go to for comfort or for, for re- relaxation and for all this type of thing. You should probably take that, right? So a lot of, like, a lot of us now, it's all about media, right? We're, we're constantly on our phones. When we're bored, what do we have in our, in our hand? Our phones, our laptops. Well, and that, and it, when we're going through pain and we're going through trials and we're going through things, we want to get our mind off of something. Yes. We go to social media. I almost think the diet, if you're going to, I would think a lot of people may even struggle in their fast right now because when they are fasting food and they're hungry, 
instead of going to God through the hunger, I think they might be going to social media and things to get their mind off of the food and whatnot. And so they're still not spending that time that they need to with God. And so that's why I think social media is almost way more crucial right now than even a dietary one, in my opinion. Absolutely. Because it's our go-to when we're trying to get our minds just freed. It's enslaved to TikToks and Reels and yeah, man. So social media is a big one. Yeah, I mean, I so social media. So if you're like, hey, you know, I'm always on Insta, I'm always on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, TV. You know, I'm just I'm binge watching shows when I really should be in the Word, or you know, I'm just you know, you're addicted to video games, or whatever the case may be. Right? Everything. None of that stuff is wrong. It's just that we should just in our normal lives we should do that stuff in moderation. But I think you know, there comes a time when you want to get close to God. It is going to be really hard for you to have all these other outside influences speaking to you because they do, whether we think they do or not, these things speak to us, right? And so it's really important. And I would say for a lot of our younger generation, you know, not that we're old, but our younger generation, you know, remember a media fast might be the best thing for you. And then what we have is a partial fast. So a partial fast is could be from like 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. or from sunup to sundown, right? So that, 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 that's a partial fast. Then you have a full fast that Kyle was talking about a little bit earlier, and it's just liquids. Like you are not eating anything, no fruits, vegetables, none of that. You are just having liquids, all right? Yeah. That's, that's a true full fast. Now, you have to be very careful when you're doing a full fast, because, you know, again, like Kyle said, based on your different health conditions, like me, I could, it would be very difficult just knowing some of the, the, the issues that I have to go on a full liquids only fast for a long period of time. I just could not do that. It just wouldn't be wise for me to do that. You know, it's the same thing when I look at food. I, like, I'm not a, I mean, lately I feel like I've been eating more food, but Food is not really my vice. I'm I rarely get seconds. I, I'm not I'm not a pile my plate person. I'm not a let's go to the buffet and I eat five plate. I'm just not that person, right? Now sweets on the other end, yes, I am huge in dessert. I love anything sweet, and so sometimes I'll fast sweets, you know, and different things like that. And so again, and then you have the drink only liquids that you can do, but you should establish a a number of days that you're going to do that. It's very important that you do that. But again, it's your vice. What is your vice? What is it that's going to hurt? What is it that's going to cause you to reflect on why your stomach is growling? What's going to cause you to reflect on why you can't be on Facebook or Instagram right now? Or watching YouTube videos. What is it that's causing you? And it continues to remind you why you're doing that, right? And so you focus on that. And so I think that is, that's crazy important. Kyle, what about the Bible? What is an area where the Bible talks about fasting? Well, I mean, outside of the book of Daniel, you also see Matthew 4 and Luke 4, probably the greatest examples through Jesus. Yeah, where he's he's led into the desert by the spirit, so he's led to do this. This wasn't a choice that he was doing on his own, and he does a full fast. For, this is where he's fully God and fully man, because I don't understand how else you do this. <laughs> but no water, or food for forty nights and 40, 40 days and forty nights. That's crazy. But again, you see the spiritual link in even that story, where he's tempted to even turn rocks into bread, and he's tempted to do certain things, and he focuses on God's word. Yeah. In order to get through that. He doesn't he doesn't say, okay, well, once I eat this food, I can battle the devil. Once I do this, then I can battle the devil. Ah, he goes to the bread of life. He goes to the word of God. He says, All right, man is not sufficient on bread alone. Right. So mm-hmm. so that's those are two other places in in the New Testament where you can see that we find just from Jesus' example and himself that he fasts. Yeah. Yeah. And also we see it too in Mark not well Jesus mentions it in Mark 929. And I, I really I really love this because I don't know if 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 I'm sure you're like me, there are times that you either go through things in life or you struggle in areas of your life where it just seems like you 
cannot break it. Right. You just you just it's like you're up against a wall and you're like, God, when am I ever going to be delivered of this? God, when am I ever going to be broken free or God, when is my my child that's wayward and not serving you? When are they ever going to come back? Or I mean, you just have all of these things that you think about and you just go, I just God, I, I, I need a breakthrough here. Yeah. Right. And I love this scripture because in Mark nine twenty nine. You know, the, the, the disciples prior to this scripture was trying to cast out a demon and they couldn't like they, they tried and, and they couldn't. And in Mark 9, 29 says his disciples were asking him why they couldn't cast the demon out. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So just in that scripture alone, now these are Jesus himself is saying that, that there are going to be some things that the only way you're going to see a change or you're going to see breakthrough is by prayer and fasting, right? And so, again, I think if you're listening to us right now and you're like, man, I, I'm struggling, like I, I, I just can't break this addiction or I just can't seem to, to get past this area in my life. I strongly encourage you to consider fasting. Again, Jesus said, when you fast, right? Yep. In Matthew 6, 16, when you fast. So he's expecting you to do that. And then here he, so he said, listen, there's some things that's only going to come out by prayer and fasting. So you might as well get, to, get going, um, right? And so I think that's really, really important to see there. Yep. So I just wanted to highlight, there's... The Bible is very specific ver- verbiage-wise. When you see the word when, I can almost be taken more as a command right. than a request. Yeah, especially coming from Jesus. Yeah, so, and I want to talk just a little bit, just get real practical with you. It's just some pitfalls of improper fasting, right? And, 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 I, and I say, I, I didn't know any other way when I was writing my notes to say this, you know, other than calling it improper fasting. You know, one of the things is, you know, I'm fasting because that's what I always do in January, right? Oh, it's January. I'm, I got a renewed focus. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to do the thing, right? That's not why you fast. It should never be ritualistic. And I'll tell you, there was a time in my life where I, I would fast because that's what my church was doing every January, or I was doing it just because that's what I always did. And I'll tell you right now, that can be very fruitless and you may not see any movement because you're not fasting for the right reasons. You're fasting for ritual, right? It's the same way, you know, that one thing that's huge is Lent, you know, people fasting for Lent. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, if you're fasting for Lent just because that's what rolls around every spring, that is not the reason why you should do that. Right. You should not do it because, oh, well, you, my family does it, or I, I just want to go get the ashes. And I, I, look, guys, that, that is fruitless. You're wasting your time. You're wasting good burgers. You're wasting a good, a good pan of pizza. Like, just don't do it. Right. If that's why you're doing it, right? So if it's a religious ritual, was it something else I had put down here? It's also improper fasting if we're not bathing fasting in prayer and Bible reading. So if you're just going along and you're just not eating or you're, you know, or you're just not being on social media, but you don't fill that time with other spiritual disciplines or say you, you do read your Bible and pray every day, but you don't do it maybe a little bit more or extra guys. We're, I mean, what, what are we doing? Like, why are right. we fasting? Like what, what, what's the point? Right. I mean, anybody can go without food. That's that's not the point. The point is so that you can fill that time with God so that you were you be more focused on him. Another pitfall is you give up one thing and overindulge in something else. Right. Right. So so you you're like, okay, I'm not going to be on TikTok. I'm not going to be on Facebook and Instagram. But then you're on, you're, you're on, you're binge watching your favorite Netflix show, right? So there's no extra time with God. There's no 
hey, I'm going to read this book about fear because I'm, I'm fasting to break fear in my life. So I'm just going to use the time that I normally would be binge watching shows or whatever. And I'm going to, you know, read this book about fear. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're not doing that again, what are we doing? Right. Like, it's just a, we're saying we're doing something, but we're really not filling the extra space with something that's God honoring. And you know what? That extra space could be something like spending more time with your family. That extra space could be spending more time with your wife or your husband, right? It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm reading more in the scriptures, you know? No, it doesn't have to be that. It could just simply be you're spending more of that time with your family as well. Another pitfall is that when we fast, sometimes we feel like, well, everybody's got to know I'm fasting. You know, I'm going to go around, you know, I'm going to have this somber look on my face or anybody that asks me, you know, hey, can you, you know, are, are you able to go to Olive Garden with us, to, you know, tonight? Or are you able to go this place or that place? Oh, no, I'm fasting. But you get your, your joy out of telling everyone you're fasting. Well, and I feel like a lot of people make this process harder than it needs to be, too. Because they're like, well, then how do I, how am I supposed to answer if I'm fasting and they want me to go out to eat? Just say you don't want to go out to eat. Right. Be okay with people not being okay with you. Hey, yeah. no, man, I don't want to go out to eat. Why don't you want to go out to eat? I, I just don't want to go out to eat right now. I mean, it doesn't have to be so hard, yes. you know? And so, yeah, I think sometimes we, we make that hard. Right, right. Or you're just like, hey, you know what? I got something else I'm doing. You know, because at that particular, you know, instead of going out to eat, you might decide, hey, I'm going to meditate or I'm going to do something different, right? You, you've got something else to do, right? It, it, you don't have to tell everyone that you fast. And, and I want to read again, Matthew 6 and 16. It says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces. This is Jesus talking. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Basically, what Jesus is saying is, if you're fasting, and say you're fasting to break an addiction, but your whole thing it, when you're fasting is to go around and tell everybody you're fasting and look depressed and all of this so people think you're super spiritual, the reward you get from that is not that your addiction is going to be broken. The reward is going to be that everyone thinks that you're so super spiritual which gets you nothing. <laughs> like right. at the end of the day, the reward you were looking for, you're not getting because you were focused on people looking at you as opposed f- to you looking to Christ. Like that's the whole point of fasting, right? Yep. And so I think that's very important. It should never be done in legalism. We talked a lot about that. Like this is not some legalistic thing that you must do to be holier, right? If you're fasting, because you think somehow it's going to make you holier or you're going to be, you know, super Christian. Right. Wrong reason for fasting, right? You'll never be super Christian. You will always sin. You will always have things in your life that you're going to have to work on because God will never allow you to be God. You will, he will never allow you to be sinless. You know, I can't right. tell you how, how many young people I've come across over the past few years that have this idea, I don't know who they're watching on YouTube or what, I mean, I, some of them I do know, but where they feel like they can, you can be sinless. Well, I, there's, a, there's a place that I can get in my life where I just won't sin anymore. Sorry, you'll never, God will never, ever allow you to get to that place. Why? Because this is just how it works. This is the world system, right? When Adam and Eve sin, this is, this is the result of it, right? Now, will we ever get to that place where we don't sin? Absolutely, in heaven but not on this side of the earth. So fasting is not going to make you better than somebody else. Yeah. And then the the last one I would say is just be smart with your health. Don't make yourself sick, right? If you're a person that can't fast food, don't fast food. If you, you know, uh, fast something else, right? Or you can't maybe go long periods of time or you can't do the Daniel fast. Don't feel condemnation. Don't feel like you're less than everyone else. And if you're a Christian and you fast and you can do the Daniel fast, don't, don't look down your nose at somebody else who can't fast the way you fast. Again, God is looking at your heart. And so I, I just encourage you guys, if you've never fasted before, 
or you've always fasted ritualistically and you're like, man, I fast, but nothing really happens. Nothing really changes. Take a look at why you fast um, and take a look at just because your church. Listen, do I think that there are times when your pastor gets up and says, hey, the church is going on a 21 day fast and you should fast with the church? Yes, because you are a part of the body of Christ and you should do that now. But if you're doing it just because, please don't do it. Just don't. Again, fasting is a sacred thing. Don't just haphazardly do it because everyone else is doing it, or that's the it thing, or my church is doing it, and I think I... None of that. Fast because you have something specific that you know that, that you need to align your heart with God, and I promise you, mark my words, you are going to see God move. One way or the other. And I'm not saying it's going to be exactly what you want, but he will move. I've seen it yeah. time and time again in my own life and in, in the lives of those around me uh, who fast. And so my prayer is that you guys uh, take this and, you know, share it with friends, share it with people who, you know, maybe they don't understand fasting or they don't understand the history behind the Daniel fast or or any of those things, or they're trapped in some type of legalistic reason why they fast. You know, again, don't feel condemnation from anyone. You do what you feel like God has called you to do. And so hopefully today this has been helpful. And listen, reach out to us. Our phone number that you can just text us is 248-301-2010. You might have some further questions about fasting. We can certainly answer those right at that text line. You can text us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's That line's always open. Also, go to our website, thinkingoutloudmedia.com, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. Uh, if you want to become a donor, uh, that's also where you can uh, donate on that homepage there. So just scroll down to the bottom, you'll see, or close to the bottom, you'll see the PayPal link. It'll just say donate. Click that button. Uh, you can become a monthly donor or you can, be, you can do a one-time donation. But remember, this show is 100% listener funded. Right. So, you know, don't let those people be alone in giving. Just make sure that you do. Uh, if the God puts it on your heart, you do what God wants you to do. Follow yeah. us, subscribe on all of these platforms, rate, review us, give us five stars on all the all the places. And Kyle, where yeah. can they find us? You can find us Facebook, Instagram, uh, Thinking Out Loud podcast on Instagram. It's thinking underscore out loud. Uh, loud is spelled just L.D. But our logo's there. You can find us there. Uh, you can comment and just create life in the posts. Uh, a lot of conversations happen just on thoughts of the topic, comments of the topic, whether you agree or disagree, even when it's something to do with fasting. Maybe you have a really cool fasting meal that helps you through the Daniel fast and things like that. Just life, just, just helping people walk out this Christian faith together. It doesn't have to happen just on the podcast, but as well as on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we love you so much. We thank God for you. And we will see you guys next week. God bless you.